0: next week in the fast lane there's a really good chance we're just going to go even more overboard when it comes to nascar projections this season trey is already
1: rolling his eyes spoiler over alert Uh, ed will pick ty gibbs i'm just i'm gonna do that every time you mention it oh my goodness it's like clockwork
0: so so here's my scenario by the way trey and what we will get to the jamie chabwell commentary momentarily but yeah if we're talking about calling out ed i figured i'd start (laughs) jamie chabwell may have done that. that that'll be toward the back half of our explanation of what he said and what he meant uh in just a moment but so here's my scenario trey I would presume for Frenchstretch.com you're going to be at Richmond and Martinsville for those race weekends,
1: among others. I uh, I, have I, a pl- I have a plan. Will it Will it happen? Depending on here, you know, if if hopefully you know Ty could fill in, depending on what yep. happens. And yep, I trust Ty as well. So we'll see. So so anyway, Ty Gibbs, if he gets
0: his first victory at Richmond or Martinsville, and I get a chance to ask him. Afterwards, I'm going to ask him if he can sing this song because he
1: claims to be a fan. Hey, Ty Gibbs being a fan of the Commanders? Well, I'm shocked. I know. It's not like his grandfather was the Hall of Fame coach for that team. I know. And he's been when, going to games ever since he was a kid. I'm shocked.
0: You know, Trey, the other thing I would want is I would want to see if I could get a photo of Ty Gibbs if you beat me to the punch on this, by the way, I don't even know. I might give you anything you want at insane radio or Actually, it's not me. It would have to be Melinda and Gary. But I might advocate for them to do that. If you can get a photo of Ty Gibbs with his left hand up for the commander. Some people in the NASCAR community would, of course, misconstrue that as something else. We're not trying to get political when it comes to that. I
1: have a photo. Here you go. Look, his left hand's up, technically.
0: I guess technically it is. But we want the fist up like that ridiculous song. So anyway, speaking of misconstruing me, Jamie Chowell may have done that, but we are going to try to properly interpret what he said and what he meant
2: nothing beats an insightful press conference Uh, i think i realized we got a long way to go you know uh we definitely did some good things and we did some things that we we want to take back we left some yards and some points out there on the field but for the first time coming out uh and to get a dub is really a blessing and we were just happy to have that that's why you need so-called experts to decipher what's really being said it's nothing about the past nothing about the future right now we're preparing for cincinnati it's time for what he said and what he meant. True insight into all the cliches and Coke speak.
0: Alright, Trey, before we hit that sound bite, you were about to add
1: another snorky comment. I was not I was just about to say, he's not just going, you know, a fan of the team. Ty he, Gibbs. Ty Gibbs, he's going to be an owner of the team because his grandfather owns the team right now. Partial owner, of course. Yes. But has an ownership
0: stake, Joe Gibbs. Yes. Has an ownership stake in the Washington Commanders. So,
1: you know, the The next person in line is Ty, among other grandkids. I
0: mean, yes, there there are others in the, the family lineage, but Ty is part of that. So I at least understand it. I mean, so. we can't all be wise enough to be Eagles fans like Trey and I are. Some people, uh, you know, are born into the pain of I'll, being a I'll put it this way, if literally. I,
1: if I ever had the chance to own a team, no matter what team it was, except maybe the Dallas Cowboys, I'll sw- I would switch my allegiances because I I would enjoy the money that I could earn from owning such NFL teams.
0: Oh, you would not be shy of...
1: Dollar, dollar, bills, y'all. If you had the
0: chance to own a team. So anyway, um, yes, that, that the Joe Gibbs, Ty Gibbs talk is part of our nascar coverage that will go into greater gear pun intended next week but jamie chowell so the thing that got me and he met with the media yesterday and in you know great availability and a chance to ask him questions of course i happen to be the one to just be wondering what in the world are we doing here by we i'm just saying just in general where most teams have announced spring games in mid-april virginia tech in virginia april 13th and april 20th respectively Tech and UVA. That's kind of the traditional timeline. You're looking at mid-April. Not the Liberty Flames. They have one of the tightest turnarounds. They are already in to practice right now. About a month after the Fiesta Bowl and Jamie Chalbo thought they didn't even need that much time to wait to get into practice.
2: January 1 the game was over and we got back to school January 15th. They started January 16th. So uh, all the science that our athletic trainers and our uh, uh, strength coaches, that two-week period there where they did nothing was, was plenty enough time to sort of heal, and then you get their body back into some football uh, conditioning shape over the last four weeks leading up to the Saturday, and so um, they're ready to rock and roll. Now, I, are they going to be as fresh? I don't know. That's up to them, uh, truthfully, but uh, it, from from our, our studies it's ample amount of time for them to be ready to go back and hit again
0: are they going to be as fresh that's up to them but we're ready to go so let's get moving with it um but there's actually more to this and it is easy to wonder what in the world we're thinking if you're jamie Chawell i give him a lot of credit even though he managed to slip in a little dig at me at the end of this he provided a thorough three-part explanation and detailed at that of why the Flames are practicing early.
2: You get up to two hours a week now uh, with your players. This has been ongoing a couple, two, three years now where you can spend up to two hours video and on the field work with them. And so uh, I'm a big believer in I want to know what we're not good at, and then we can really harness, or not harness, but really focus in on what we need to improve on. And so if we, we get spring ball done March 2nd, uh, we go to spring break the you know the following week, the week after that. We've got 14 opportunities to go back out, not in pads or anything, but w- within that time frame of the NCA rules, and really work on the things that after through spring ball that hey we're pretty good at this. We can continue to you know to develop that, but these are areas we must improve. And from a development standpoint, uh, I believe you develop develop better when you know what you need to work at instead of just doing it, and, and then you, then you go figure it out late April and then you go break for a month. And so uh, that's a big in a big piece,
0: Jamie Chadwell. That's the first part of his explanation. There's actually more to that. Get to the good stuff. I will in a moment, Trey. But we're trying to explain that there's logic to what Set Jamie Chadwell is doing. You're setting the scene. Oh, I definitely am. But Jamie Chadwell looks so to me like I'm sitting there wondering, like, what are we doing here? You're starting practice at the beginning of February. And you're having a spring game. March the second. Like that's no joke. That's when Liberty Spring football game is. But if you think about it, it actually makes sense. Cause then they go on spring break, and I would presume, you know, if I'm interpreting the schedule correctly, I, I didn't go to Liberty, I don't keep up with it, but uh with the full entire academic schedule. But they're on spring break, like the week of you know, right around the ninth of March. So you have spring practice in the spring game. You got a chance to reset with your body, and then you can come back, and if you've got 14 practices. Jamie Chalwell did not say, oh, they have to be in a certain time frame. Well, you can spread that out from basically, the. let's just say you do two a week for seven weeks, and you could do a Monday-Thursday practice, you can kind of stagger it, and then maybe you have another day or two of organized team activities worked in between there. Heavy lift days, certain training days, all the things that the training and nutrition staff would implement. You basically keep your team engaged through the end of April, which is about the time you would have, if you were at a normal program with the, quote, traditional schedule. So I'm not saying it's right, but I'm not saying it's wrong either. Cause Jamie Chellball and Liberty have have learned how to, to find market inefficiencies. And just generally speaking, I'm always a fan of people that can find market inefficiencies. But apparently that's not the only reason they're practicing early.
2: Secondly, if you look at it from a long term of a training concept, you get done in March. Now we have a we have from March all the way to August before we get back to Fall Camp. From a training cycle uh, for our players to really bulk up and develop without a break in there from a practice standpoint that breaks it up
0: so you got the training cycle because remember jamie chabble mentioned that you can have your spring game then you have the 14 practices and they're not heavy hitting practices but they're mental reps that you can clearly engage in while you're going harder on the physical stuff and so you're not beating each other up, but you're testing them physically, not just in the weight room and in conditioning drills, but also wanting them to be as sharp physically while they're fatigued because of their training, which is designed. It's not the same thing as simulating summer camp when it's you know hot and humid out here in the LPG and certainly the intensity of game situation, but you are practicing under that it sounds physically demanding to like you and me. Well, regardless of our physical condition but you're talking about people that are in their you know late teens and early 20s and getting very optimal health treatment and nutrition and training to prepare for that but then there was one other reason why to have this practice schedule in the spring game early
2: thirdly if there ever is an injury of some sort that's a major injury uh you get a you get a strong chance of getting somebody back sooner uh, rather than later, and then maybe there's a chance for them to come back and play four games or you know, five or six, depending on the championship and some of the you know, different stuff, bowl game wise. And so, uh, there is a benefit to that as well. Now, it is cold, but hey, you don't have to show up either, Ed.
0: What wow, that, <laughs> dude, I'm not afraid to show up when it's cold. I mean, what are we where'd that come from?
1: I mean. We deal with the heat every day. Coach needs to sit in this studio and yes. talk to us. I'm just Richie,
0: Richie McKay came into this scalding studio of ours during the summer of last year. So did Ian McCall. Now uh, Jamie that's what will actually cold. Do that's it. when
1: it's freezing cold. Like it's that's when it's freezing cold because we don't control the temperature in here.
0: It's the opposite of what it is outside. Uh,
1: to the extreme. essentially,
0: if it is really hot outside, it's going to be an ice. And box lucky in for
1: here. Ed, he doesn't have to deal with it
0: all day. No, Trey is in the studio even more than I am. But I mean, dude, where? Why the zinger from Jamie Chadwell about being cold to me, not you know, like showing up? Dude, I, I, I go. I,
1: I have so much more respect for Coach Chadwell now. I mean, I
0: don't know. Maybe he's got an ulterior motive. Maybe he's taking me out at the expense of building the trust up of others M- within. Maybe the Maybe you're spewing
1: too much rat poison.
0: I mean, look, that is a possibility. There might be people in the Liberty community who would think that I happen to fall into that particular category. Speaking of rat poison, someone who is adept at identifying rat poison, although he is an optimistic person himself, Jamie Chabwell, going to join us in just a moment in the fast lane. No, no, no,
1: not Jamie Jamie Chabwell. Excuse me. Josh Josh
0: Pastner. Pastner. (laughs) Thank you. We've we've promoted it. Now we're hopeful that we'll actually be able to Uh, uh, share some insight with Josh Pastner. Hey, you.
1: you know, both coaches both start with a J. Both have won conference championships. Both do. Never forget how, you know. Sh- Jose Alvarado, baby. There you go. Were you around, by the way? You were, I think,
0: when, when I had the 25-to-1 ticket on that to cash.
1: I think I I may or may not put money on the Georgia Tech money. Oh, no, because they played. I couldn't. No. Cause I had Georgia Tech at twenty five to one Did to win that. They play Virginia. They played Virginia. Yeah, no, they the, were they were supposed to play Virginia,
0: but Virginia had COVID. Oh, that was so it, Georgia.
1: Georgia t- Tech t- played. Georgia Tech won the ACC tournament by quarterfinals. Yeah, by beating who they beat in the championship. That's I what was say it was Notre Dame or no, Florida it was the State? semi that they. Yeah, it was the semi they They miss. were
0: supposed to play Virginia in the semis because Virginia yeah. had and that, that gave buzzer them such beater. such a big advantage
1: because they got a day off while Florida State got basically a day and George Tech won. And I was like, all right, this is crazy that George Tech's the underdog when you're in a grueling of a tournament and you get a, a day of rest just out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it, that's true, Trey, but... And by the way, Virginia, that was the year Virginia had Reese Peekman, who hit that game-winning buzzer beater against Syracuse, but then they tested positive for COVID afterwards. It was 2021, and so Virginia and, and Georgia Tech were supposed to play. They didn't, and Georgia Tech made it to the championship game, and voila, they were better rested. All that time is such a blur. <laughs> it is. I, by the way, I have no desire to go back and revisit any of that. There by, so, so total side note, I, I, by, and there's a place in Roanoke where there's like two Kroger's within like a quarter mile of each other off of Electric Road. And I was in the parking lot of one of them when they canceled the first of those conference tournaments on that Thursday after the NBA canceled their games that Wednesday night in 2020. So every time I drive by that grocery store... I was in the middle of the country. I'm just saying, you were in Kansas. God bless you. Um, You're not in Kansas anymore. So anyway... (laughs) good one i know anyway i go by that and still have memories of that particular moment not that i wish to relive them but it is the reality speaking of reliving those memories we might with josh pastner who's slated to join us next here in the fast lane